Let's just slide right in. Let's slide right in. Hello, welcome to Masters Divinity. I'm your moderator, JP. Father Chuck isn't here, but I'm here with Matt Crying Man Wells. Oh no. <laughs> I've got thoughts on him. <laughs> blasphemous thoughts. We'll get to that later. Blasphemous thoughts. <clears throat> so many blasphemous thoughts. Yes, we have, we have slid into a parallel earth where uh, Father Chuck is the one who doesn't show up for the podcast, and I do. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, or maybe Matt is Father Chuck's double. Yeah. I don't know how that works genetically. Um, I don't think that's how it works. That's right. The show doesn't know how it works either. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do not. Um, so, as you know, I've been promoting uh, on, on our Instagram what we're going to be talking about this week. We're talking about uh, the hit 90s sci-fi TV show. Star Trek. Sl- sliders. Oh, uh, can I just say right off the bat that every little musical, um, the outro music that right before commercial breaks, so Star Trek Next Generation and <laughs> Star Trek Deep Space Nine, like the, the music from that t- that era, I, I, like did the same guy do it or something? Uh, well, just the, the show was created by Tracy Torme, and he had... Just come off of working on Star Trek: The Next Generation, nailed it. He was, a, I think he was, he, he was a writer on the show. I don't think he directed anything. I think he was just a writer, uh, but he also used to hang out with uh, Gene Roddenberry and stuff. And that's how he got the idea to run his own show. Gene inspired him to do it. Um, so we're talking about sliders, and um, uh, if you're not familiar with sliders, you're then you're a better person than we are. Wow. But. <laughs> No, you're not. No, don't say that. Uh, I'm I have, sorry. Did you? I uh, did some deep diving on the internet, and I just want to reassure everybody that, that in case you're wondering, there are um, Sliders fan pages that have been around for 25 years. <laughs> and haven't been updated since. Uh, no, they've been updated. They have, they've been maintained. <laughs> And I know this because I used to visit them in the 90s, <laughs> and they're still around. Um, so I, so doing this deep dive, I actually found um, the TV show Bible for Sliders. And for those of you who aren't you know, privy to how, how te- television works, Matt, do you know what a TV show Bible is? I believe it is the thing that when somebody is going to be taking over the show, you give them to catch them up on it. Sort of. It, it, it is. It, that, that can be. That is one function. That's because JP told us that on the messenger. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh. I did not know what the Bible is, so tell everybody, because I'm just giving you a hard time. Like, I actually have any clue what it is. That, that is one function. Uh, it's, it is something that is. Uh, it, it's it's a, something written by the writers that sort of explains the show in great detail. It's used both for new writers coming in, so they know, like, how to write for the show and also just to kind of keep everybody like in check within the confines of the narrative of the show and stuff. So like star Trek absolutely needs a Bible <laughs> for like the tech and for all the planets and all the science and stuff. Um, for a show like sliders, you will also need one. Um, but if you don't know what sliders is, I have a synopsis from the TV show Bible right here. So from the horse's mouth, let me explain to you listener what Sliders is. Somewhere on a quiet residential San Francisco street, something amazing is happening. 
The end. (laughs) (laughs) Quinn Mallory, a youthful genius, has turned his basement into an incredible scientific laboratory, determined to create the world's first anti-gravity device. (laughs) Matt disagrees. Uh, I disagree with the incredible scientific laboratory. (laughs) Quinn has accidentally discovered something. A mysterious swirling hole has appeared in his basement, a whirlpool-like vortex that leads to somewhere else. But where? Quinn decides it's time to find out. Taking along pretty co-worker Wade Wells and brilliant but arrogant physics professor Maximilian Arturo, he steps into the hole. Recording artist Rembrandt Brown is unlucky enough to be driving past Quinn's house at the very instant, and he has accidentally stepped along for the ride. The four explorers blast through the void, a mind-bending limbo land of exploding colors and roller coaster-like thrills before finally landing right back on Earth. It is Earth, but is it our Earth? The answer is a resounding no. Quinn and company are now sliders, having slid from one universe to another and having landed on a parallel planet Earth. The sliders learn that there may be hundreds, even thousands of other Earths. On a given Earth, the Nazis may have won the Second World War or the South, the Civil War, or another, women rule the world. The possibilities are endless. So, created by Chasey uh, Torme, who came off of Star Trek, The Next Generation. And, um, yeah, that's Sliders. And we watched the pilot. Uh, I hope you did, too. Um, If you did, I'm kind of sorry, but also kind of (laughs) not. Because it is a, it is it is a pilot episode of a TV series from 1996. Matt, what are your initial thoughts on Sliders, having watched it for the first time in years? His incredible scientific laboratory, um, <laughs> which is more like a, a gray cardboard box with some blinking lights and twisty <laughs> wires coming out of the top. <laughs> it had a, uh, a spinny thing. A thing was spinning. I yes, yeah, something was spinning. <laughs> There's the inevitable cat that doesn't belong in the science lab that just wants to be like knocking things over. A chalkboard with cat. a chalkboard that's like one giant equation. Yeah, it's a perfectly fitting on the board equation except for the you know blank spot at the bottom so that the audience is very clear. He's still trying to solve this, and if you're not very clear, he's very quick to say, "You think I would have solved this in the last three months? I've been trying, but I haven't." <laughs> So that's, uh, that's that's Quinn Mallory. He's the he's the main character played by uh, the legendary Jerry O'Connell, he, who has a, a wonderful career today. <laughs> who um, who? Oh my goodness! That video, <laughs> we're gonna get to that video too, JP. <laughs> Woo, guys! We got some things. We got some places to go. Some parallel universes to discuss. Where. Jerry O'Connell was the cool guy from the 90s, and it's now a frightening man whose age is undeterminable by his looks. Um, he, hello, man. He might be listening. He liked our tweet. He, no, he's still our hero. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, if he's listening, we would give anything to talk to you. Um, yeah. We, 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 love, we love everything you do. Um, sometimes we love it because it is incredible, and sometimes we love it just because it is fun to to go what? I have nothing but good things um, to say about Kangaroo Jack. But come on, come on. The in Joe's apartment. <laughs> the particular video we are speaking of, mm-hmm. he he himself, you know, has to know that the reason that that's fun is he's being ridiculous. Yeah. So to make fun of it, he's not offended by that. It's what he's doing. Um, so that I don't I don't feel any shame in saying 
wow to the talk show that he took over <laughs> and the level of excitement and insanity and who knows what else he brought to that show. <laughs> um, but that's what he was doing. So I'm not offended by that. If he's listening, I think he agrees. Um, anyway, where were we? Sliders. Yeah. Yes. Back we're, to sliders. Back, back to Quinn's basement. Um, yeah. The, the level of writing for this show, JP Unparalleled by all TV. Are you being facetious um, or are you? <laughs> the, the directing at which they said, let's have this character Quinn who is equally as surprised by his video journals as you, the viewer has never seen this is <laughs> because I've never seen somebody so fascinated by a video of something they'd done five minutes before and be like, wow, I've never seen this when it well, just happened. That's because you didn't own a video camera in the 90s, Matt. Just, we did that a lot. <laughs> it just happened. I mean, looking at things like, it. oh my goodness. Um, no, I love this show. I really do. Yeah. I loved watching this pilot episode. I really did. Um, it's also really bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's really, well, really, really, really bad. It, it's, it's, um, so let, let's, let's talk about the plot a little bit, what happens. Please do. It's, it's, <laughs> it's basically broken up into two parts. The first part is like about Quinn discovering sliding and the idea of alternate, alternate universe. Kind of three parts. I'd argue three parts. Okay. Uh, say there's three parts. Cause I'm okay. going to say one, he discovers sliding. Yeah. I'm going to say two, and then you say what you think three is. I'm going to say one, he discovers sliding. Two, he discovers how sliding works, and it's kind of like this cool, hey, we slid into this world yeah. that is like global cooling. <laughs> um, you just reminded me. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, global cooling. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, what's what's the third part? Is it? Are you talking about when they when, when they actually they go into to... that? They go into the final slide, and what the heck happens to the show? <laughs> <laughs> That's the third part. The third part is, oh, yeah, we better throw something exciting into this pilot episode or no one's going to watch it. So well, here's a storyline that in five minutes or less, we will drastically go from zero to 90. Oh, when they go and under, right, to, into communist America and change our character. Oh, yeah, JP. Yeah. Where they the one where they just go to communist America <laughs> and um, without even thinking about it, they all just become like freedom fighters instantly and just pick up weapons and go for it. Yeah, that one. <laughs> That's like, why I loved the show when I was a kid. They worked, JP, they worked at a failing Home Depot meets Best Buy. Now they're freedom fighters instantly it's without more a like second a, it thought. It was more like a circuit city. They just but... pick up, they just, I'm trying to use things that our younger listeners will actually know of. <laughs> okay, so like it starts off, Quinn discovers, he, he, he's, he's created a wormhole after trying to create an anti-gravity device. Uh, he's got um, a professor, Professor Arturo, played played brilliantly by John Reese Davies, who played Sala in Indiana Jones and Gimli in Lord of the Rings. Um, I think that this performance, by the way, is up there with those two characters. Right? Come on, give it up, I'm John Reese Davies. I'm not. I'm not going to talk bad about him. He's one of the <laughs> one of these surprisingly still. Um, I mean, Quinn is Quinn. Come on, he's the yeah. cool guy. But he's one of the surprisingly still most fun parts of the show. Yeah. Um, but holy crap, I forgot what a drastic like contrast it is between him and these young kids. Like, yeah. That that not like, only that, but they made him like 
way more British than he than any they're, other British like, characters ever existed. I mean, they look almost. He rolls his R's. They look almost twelve, and then there is this um, larger build, white male professor who's in his what, like late fifties? Uh, it looks. Yeah. yeah. Um, Calls everybody a blithering out, idiot. Sliding around multiple universes with these like two 12 year olds <laughs> and the crying man who I forgot also looks way too old to be appropriately hanging out with these people. Um, yeah, it's just it's an it's an odd group jumping around these worlds, guys. It's, yeah. it's an odd looking odd looking group. So I want to talk about the first world that Quinn slides into, which was uh, part of the ex- part of his guys. first experiment. Guys, guys, guys. Green lights mean stop. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Uh, the, I, I kind of feel like they weren't totally grasping the idea of like how to make an alternate universe like uh, <laughs> subtle and interesting. So it's like uh, green means stop, red means no, go. They, they were going. They were going for that like Twilight Zone feel, yeah. and they failed miserably. Like Twilight Zone, you would have been watching this world he's in for half the show, and then all of a sudden something would have happened, and you would have been like, oh my gosh, he's yeah. not on our planet. And it would have been like mind-blowing. Whereas they're just like, I get in the car for five minutes. Why is everybody stopping at green lights? Why are they going at red lights? I'm so confused. And the guy on the Why radio is the guy on the radio is talking about global cooling instead of global warming. That's odd. This is a this is a weird place I'm at. <laughs> Elvis is still alive. Yes, Elvis has shows going currently. Um, things like that, little things. That's just to kind of prove. Oh wow, hit the sliding thing worked because he thought it didn't work. Little things, little things that drastically beat you in the face within the span <laughs> of a one block drive from his house to a stoplight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> little yeah. subtle things, you know. Okay, so then so then he goes back to his other to his to, to Earth to what is. To known to fans as Earth Prime. He goes back to Earth Prime. And then he discovers that while he was away, his alternate self came through to his world, who's, I would say, maybe a few months smarter than Quinn, I think. <laughs> I think a few that's... months smarter. <laughs> he's, a few, he's a few months smarter, but he is, what, 12, 12 slides yeah. smarter. Yeah, 12 slides so smarter. And also cooler because he tells off Quinn's boss, he kisses Wade. He tucks his shirt into his khaki. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> Quinn is a Quinn is a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy. This guy, this this Quinn, he wears button-up shirts and khakis and and tumbles through worlds effortlessly. And yet, and yet, in case you're wondering, he's supposed to be the cooler one. Yeah. He's supposed to be the um the what is it? Stefan to Steve Urkel. <laughs> Stefan. Stefan, um, he's supposed to be the Stefan Urkel. He's Stefan, Stefan's, yeah, so Stefan Quinn. The way we make him cool is we don't put him in jeans in the latest fashions of the 90s that are so amazingly saved by the bell. It, it hurts my eyes to watch. Um, we put him in a navy blue button-down shirt and khaki pants tucked in, but we make him talk cooler. He yeah. talks a little slower. He has more he does confidence. the big reveal where he points a desk lamp at his already perfectly illuminated face just so that you could be like, oh my goodness, it's him, even though you knew it when he was all the way on the other side of the room. Yeah. Big reveal. So he, he, finishes, the, he finishes the equation, which is an infinity symbol. 
Um, <laughs> but there's just like this huge equation on this chalkboard, and it's like, like Matt said, there's an empty space, and and so it's like oh, there's a missing piece of the equation, and this and and smarter Quinn fills it in with an infinity symbol. It's like, oh, that that's that's the answer. And so a happy face, or am I making that up? Yeah, and a smiley face. And a smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Because <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's a more confident Quinn. He's can cheeky. Can I can I put it out there that if there's anybody, I know people listen. We know you're out there, but we still want more interaction. And I want somebody with with just some extra time on your hands. I don't think any of you have way too much time on your hands, even though you're listening to us. So maybe, maybe. But um, I want to see. A, a bit of this sliders pilot episode that's so fantastic. I just want to watch Quinn go down into the basement, attempt his anti-gravity thing, accidentally opens this vortex, and out jumps Rick and Morty. <laughs> um, if somebody will do that for me and just cut together a pilot episode of sliders that was Rick and Morty, you'll be my heroes. Because Rick and Morty, oddly, probably the closest thing to sliders we have yeah, today. Yeah, Probably. Rick and Morty, Legends of Tomorrow, even though it's about time travel, but Legends of Tomorrow is pretty close in that, you know, a group of people traveling, whatever. Um, yeah, that would be that would be wonderful. I, 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 God, I, I wish Rick and Morty would acknowledge sliders in some way. That would be hilarious. Um, anyway, so the, the Quinn figures out, figures out these, this equation. Uh, he figures out sliding, but but smarter Quinn gets sucked into the vortex before he can warn him about uh, resetting the timer. Before he can finish that sentence that takes him 45 minutes when he knows he's running out of time. Look, before I leave... Maybe don't stand in front of the vortex, one, Quinn. <laughs> there's one very, 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 very important thing. It's very important. It's very important and you don't want to forget it. Are you ready? Because it's the most important, very important. You never want to... Whoops! God. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck, man? Just say your these shows, guys. Lessons in life um, that you learn from TV and movies. <clears throat> say what you're thinking and say it quickly. <laughs> the end. That's and it. maybe don't you know say how many... it in front of a swirling vortex from another dimension. Matt, I need to tell you something very important. Matt, <laughs> don't don't set the t- don't don't set. Uh, guys don't, don't set off the timer early <laughs> oh my goodness gracious it's it's my, awful it's and and if you're curious jp left me in a position where i couldn't even respond to his shenanigans <laughs> because he dropped the headphones and walked away um but yeah it's it oh my goodness it's 45 <laughs> 45 minutes, the guy's like, look, I got the most important thing I need to tell you. I'm like, there's a spinning vortex vacuuming Earth into it behind you. <laughs> Say what you're thinking. He's like, stand, like, he's practically standing yeah. in it. And this is the moron who's already done this 13 times. <laughs> and he's still like, oh, no, I forgot. Ugh. Yeah, and what's actually kind of funny about this episode is that the vortex does things that it does not do in other episodes at all. Like move? <laughs> like move. Like suck people into it for one. And then move. But we'll get to that. So he goes, Quinn goes to uh, get Professor Arturo and his friend Should Wade. be called Matt. be a much cooler sliding name. Uh, well, Wade's last name is Wells. 
So, uh, uh, so he gets Wade Wells and he gets Professor Arturo and he wants to show him his sliding machine and they're very stunned. Arturo is is, is impressed. Uh, so is Wade. Wade's like, oh, this is so cool because that's her character. Because um, she's and, a Wells. Yeah. And then <laughs> I think it is like, it's funny because Arturo, they they asked, I forgot, why, why did, Quinn was like, oh, let's make the portal bigger for some reason. Yeah, because um, are you sure the three of us can fit? Oh. <laughs> oh, what if I make it bigger? Which is something they are never concerned about again, because here's a thought, jump through one at a time, because that's what they do from that moment on. Yeah. Because for the rest of the show, we want a dramatic moment where each person jumps in and disappears. But in this one moment, we're concerned about all three of us fitting into a portal at the same time. So I'll just crank up the power a little bit. What do you think? Like, X percent should be good? Oh, no. Um, and it doesn't, the portal doesn't get any bigger. Let's start with that problem. It moves. Yeah. It, it, it moves out of the base. It, first, it sucks all three of them into it at once. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then it, it moves out of the basement and into the street. And that's, which, yeah. Which, JP... Is the convenient thing that sucks in their final traveler who's going to go with them. But does the portal ever move again? Never. Never. <laughs> it never moves ever never. again. How many seasons? Five. Five? It never yeah. moves again. Never moves. It never moves again in this episode, JP. <laughs> we had to conveniently make this portal because an interdimensional portal that was accidentally created in the basement of some like 90s cool guy isn't a big deal enough let's make it move so that we can accidentally suck in our final traveler to go with us and his car <laughs> yeah and his car his cadillac because he's got to lose the car anyway enter enter rembrandt brown or a remy remy the crying man who yes, is <laughs> a who is a glorious depiction of horrible stereotype 90s racism but continue <laughs> he uh has uh he used to be a singer for the band uh this this i think the spinning tops i i applaud you and used to be because he is not a singer sir but continue whoa come on man come on anyway he went solo he he thinks he's gonna get his career back on track because uh he he's gonna be singing the national anthem at uh some some sports game and that's when he drives into the wormhole that came out of uh quinn's basement and that's that's their no sir first he does an amazing rendition of the national anthem as he's driving <laughs> down the street that almost made me turn the show off oh come on don't you can't talk okay you can't you can't talk that way about remy no i you can't can talk sliders that way about... fans will not wouldn't will not allow this to happen <laughs> that singing talk. was awful it's not awful i swear he has that the voice of an angel i swear that that was the inspiration behind all the horrible tryout videos for the american idol show that was going to be opening after this one um it's awful awful jb awful it's not awful he he's a professional clevin derricks is a real singer who helped create uh dream girls the broadway show mm-hmm. and his singing is painful <laughs> it's not it's it's beautiful man it's sad jv it made me want to cry man. <sighs> yeah he's, he's called the crying man because his thing is that he cries when he cries when he sings. and his his album is called tears in my fro um <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
And that's when they slide into Ice Age world where everything is frozen. It's like just like a desolate winter wonderland. And they're trying to ex- just explain to Remy what's happened. And then there's the, the ice tornado. And they have to like slide early. The timers oh, – I forgot what, what the timer was said, what the timer read, how much time they had left. It doesn't matter. The point is you never slide before the timer runs out. No, never. But they did but because of that. But Cool Quinn didn't say that sentence before he got sucked into the portal behind him. The man was on that earth for days and didn't think maybe I should just tell him. <laughs> yeah, guys, you think I should tell Maybe I should open with that. Hey, I'm you from another dimension. By the way, before we talk for a minute – don't ever, don't ever slide before the timer runs out. Okay, cool. Now let's introduce ourselves. Uh, so they set the timer off early to avoid the ice tornado, and then they end up in in, in communist communist world, which is a really communist world. It's just like it's really just any kind of dictatorship, like it's just any kind of nineteen eighty four where super fascist dictatorship. Where the homeless guy from Earth Prime shouting that the government's going to fall is now one of the main leaders in the town. Um, yeah. I mean, drastic He's changes, JP. Like, I changed my shirt and now I'm a communist. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and in case you're wondering, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this, this entire show takes place within about a two-block radius and does not leave that like, well, two-block that, radius. That's, that's supposed to happen, though. And I know because they slide into the same space, like same location, just different. But like they're fighting an entire like communist country, and they never cross the street, it seems. Yeah, but that's look, just, that it's is, just yeah. The world building could get a little bit bigger. You know what's but we, I understand. It's a pilot episode. What, I understand. So what's, what's funny, though, is that in season three – they run into uh, a character named Logan, who's actually, it turns out to be Quinn's female Wolverine. double. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? Wolverine? No. Uh, turns out to be Quinn's female double, who's like this evil genius. And like she actually messes with their timer so that they can slide, they can show up anywhere within, the, within a 500 mile radius. So like it's supposed to be an even more expansive uh, mm-hmm. idea. But then when it, when sliders went to sci-fi, they had even less of a budget, and it all took place on one set <laughs> that looked like a set. Yeah, which, um, in case anybody's curious, I never saw the sci-fi ones. I realized that's when, because season three was the last season before it went to sci-fi. Season three was, yeah, they, they canceled after season three because it yeah. was doing so poorly. And then it got opened on sci-fi, came back. Right. So I never watched it. it. I think I saw one episode, and there was some kind of flying ships and stuff. Yeah, dude, Chromax. Yeah, I quit. (laughs) Um, So I never saw the season three is where I got cut off. Yeah. Um, Uh, So they they ended up in communist America, and uh, things are very different. Uh, And uh, gosh. Like like you said, the, the the thing that struck me the most about that one is like how they just dive right into it. There's actually not any kind of world building. It's like they just they don't go into any sort of like subtle examination of what America would be like under a communist regime. It's just like a 1984 no, fascist it's, dictatorship. It's just oh no, it's a bad bad government. It, 
Yeah, and it's an excuse to go straight into action. It's like yeah, because they they Wade, right away join the revolutionaries. Is, Wade is like Wade's double is like the John Connor of this world, <laughs> yeah. and as soon as she slides in, they're like, "Oh my goodness, we have to save her." Um, so we just pick up guns and go for it. There's no well, it's because no, it's because no and Ar- Arturo's double is is a communist and is like a, a warden or something, right? He's like the top guy. I and don't Quinn, know. And he's... Quinn's Quinn's. Quinn's bright idea is like, oh well, we could just dress him up as one they of them. Play, they play it off as though she's like the John Connor of this world, yeah. and the professor is like the Hitler of this world. <laughs> He's the um, betrayer. Yeah, and so they're just gonna like pretend he because conveniently that way they can pretend he's the other guy so they can get into the one spot that nobody could ever get into yeah uh, the prison where go, they're they're helling wade john connor version of wade and also remy because he gets arrested before because he tried uh paying a cab american money yeah it's so bad jp <laughs> so they had, bad they had to rush you know because it's like it's a they have to like well, think of everything they had to establish in this two-parter, this hour and a half long episode, and which is like the, the, how what sliding is. They, they introduce the characters, the story. Oh my goodness! How sliding works and how the alternate universe thing works. Can, like, can I yeah. can I just say I click play on this episode, and I was like watching it, and I'm watching it, and I'm still watching it. I'm still watching it. Um, why am I still watching this? I'm like, what time is it? How long is this episode? <laughs> I swear it felt like three hours long. I thought I watched an entire TV show by the time I was done with this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, finish what you're going to say. Because I do actually want to talk about sliders a, a little bit more fun when we when we get past this initial buildup and discussion of how awful this is. <laughs> well, what happens eventually is that uh, Rembrandt Brown, Remy, Crime Man Brown is arrested, sent to jail, which is there's some there's actually some cool imagery imagery in the show. They don't really employ in any of the other episodes, which is like there's like a, a scene where Remy is surrounded by like his ta- his taxi is surrounded by guards brandishing automatic assault rifles. And um, that's actually a really cool shot. Um, and there's another one where Remy is being interrogated by a lawyer and it's like in this giant sort of warehouse room and the lawyer is like walking circles around him but there's like other people being interrogated the same way and they're all walking circles in unison it's a cool image uh, makes no sense yeah but... it's it's not a cool image it I was a cool, cool idea i really it's thought very it was 90s. Dumb. yeah i thought it was the dumbest looking thing now though looking looking at it um, they're all walking slowly in perfect unison in a in a counterclockwise circle around the chair that's there and it's supposed to be so dramatic and like obviously they're interrogating and torturing these people except they're not <laughs> yeah they're not they're 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 not torturing anybody and they're awful at interrogation <laughs> they just like did you do this nope well i don't know what to do now he told me no um how yeah. do i ask him another question it's off and it's just a room full of confused people walking <laughs> in circles around the chair i think it would have been cooler if they cut to that shot where they're all walking in perfect unison around the chair, if they stopped, but they don't, sir, they continue to walk in perfect unison in circles around that. They just laugh. I just figured that's how they interrogate people in Russia. After lap, (laughs) after lap, after lap. I'm like, stand still. It's not cool anymore. Um, So yeah, that's, you know, Remy can't answer any of these questions. He has no idea where he is, what's going on. 
he tries to explain to them what how sliding works, <laughs> which is pretty funny. He keeps calling Quinn cue ball, um, and then he ends up in jail, and that's when uh, you know uh, they 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 the the remainder of the sliders join the revolution, which also has no clear ideology, just that they wear American flag bandanas <laughs> to signify they're Americans, <laughs> and then they uh, break into the prison. They save. They save John Connor Wade, and they save Remy, and then uh, as they're escaping, John Connor, or, or we, we think Wade gets shot, but it's not. It, it wasn't her. It was the John Connor Wade. She, she gets killed in the escape. Yes. yes, thank God the only hope for that other world was shot, and not the salesman for Circuit City. Like, <laughs> the way that they play that out is just awful. Like... Oh, what a relief. Like, the revolution leader's dead, not the one who... I mean, don't get me wrong. No human you want to see get killed, and she's one of our heroes. And I actually like Wade's character. I think she's funny in the show somewhat, but not intentionally. (laughs) But that's a different discussion. But, but like, the, the joy that you're supposed to feel as an audience member that, like, the one hope of this world is the one that got shot, not r wade who's just well, what did they they figured <laughs> something out for them uh before they slid something about they probably figured out guys guys the answer to everything is that maybe you should just think about if you all got together and you did hold on i'm running out of time let me get this out <laughs> if you do and you get it and you all get to and you oh no and they got pulled into the vortex <laughs> yeah well there, there was a, a, a yeah and there's that part where they they run away to the to trying to find the a, a place to 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 set off the timer, and they're being chased by plainclothes police, which is just like regular people and just like a, a, a storm of extras chasing after them. <laughs> it's the pilot episode. The budget ran out. <laughs> we can't we can't afford the red armbands to put on their sleeves anymore. What do you what do you think this is a thief they're of all, the night? They're all in trench coats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not thief of the night. No, they couldn't afford the van. They couldn't, they couldn't afford the van, guys. <laughs> they don't have a van. <laughs> they don't have a van or a helicopter. They all the money on a Cadillac so they could leave it in the snow. <laughs> no van, no helicopter. And that, that, that snow, something about that snow episode was so, like, Wizard of Oz rip-off-ish. Yeah. Like, like, they wanted to make a drastic point of, like, the twister is going to carry this house away kind of a thing. Right. I just, I, uh, all right, so, so then, subtle. So then they 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 escape communist communist world, and they're they're back home seemingly, and they all decide to go to Quinn's house to to have dinner, and everything's going fine. But then Quinn's dad, who is dead on Earth Prime, walks into the house, and then Quinn drops his uh, his, his his glass of wine, and then credits. So they're stuck. They're 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 lost going from world to world and getting back home, and that's sort of the premise of the of, their, of the rest of the show. Yeah, because because what we didn't fill the audience in on, um, which is the actual entire point to the show, is that when you do decide to slide before the timer runs out, mm-hmm. and you decide to hit that button early and jump into the vortex, the reason he puts an inf- infinity symbol at the end of the the, the equation is because there is an infinite, endless number of universes. Right. Um, and if you click that button before the timer runs out, the tether to your world is broken, and you slide to a random 
world right. without any choice of where, and you are stuck for the rest of the show and eternity, in in essence, to slide into just random worlds, not knowing where you're going to wind up, hoping that out of an infinite number of possible worlds, you'll accidentally wind up on your own. That is the driving force behind the entire show, is if we just keep going, maybe we'll accidentally wind up on our planet. Um, and this show also sets up one of the key things, JP, in the show, one of the key moments set up right off the bat when Quinn is leaving his home and he opens his front gate. And what does it do? It squeaks. Squeaks. It's a squeaky and gate. when they come back, when they come back and they think we made it home after this communist world, what is the first thing he does? He says, this, he goes, this gate has been squeaking since I was 12 years old. And he opens the gate and it squeaks and he's like, good, we made it home. But then his dad walks in. But guys, that will come back to be one of the pivotal moments in the show that will break your heart as a Sliders fan. Um, and to this day is like, that is so depressing. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> and it's like the one thing like a lot of people remember, too. A lot of people who like aren't the really... only thing I remember from that show, <laughs> and I did not remember what I didn't remember is that it was established in the pilot episode. Yeah, so like there there is a random episode. I think it's season season two, where after they slide, they end up in front of Quinn's house, and no, what was it? I think someone fixed the timer. Someone claimed that they fixed this timer. They and thought like, they like fixed it'll take it. this will take you home. And so mm -hmm. they end up in front of Quinn's house. It's like, okay, well, supposedly this home, this gate squeaks. Yawn on the drill, it's open. It. He opens it. It doesn't squeak. Big dramatic moment. And he opens the gate, and it's just total, like, soul-crushing disappointment from everybody. Because at this point, they've faced death so many times. And they open the gate, and it doesn't squeak. So they're like, well, guys, I guess we're still going. And they slide away. And then Quinn's mom walks out of the house with their, their gardener. And uh, <laughs> she's like, well, thank you for, for, for fixing the squeaking yeah, gate. Thank you for finally fixing that squeaking <laughs> gate. Um, so, yeah. So, so then that's, that's the pilot episode. If you have never seen Sliders before, go watch the first episode on Hulu um, and realize it's going to suck really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad, guys. But Yeah, if you haven't but, grown up with 90s television, you're... Mm, mm. But I remember, <laughs> JP, I do remember when Sliders came out. Yeah. And I do remember at the time, this was like one of the coolest things I'd seen. Yeah. And I could not wait for the next episode. Um, I was hooked until the show was canceled. And I thought it was over with. And then I found out Sci-Fi picked it up. And I never watched it from that point on. But I was hooked. I watched every episode of this show, guys, back in the day. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> but I watched every episode. Um, and watching this, I can see why it was big at the time. And when you found the, the show Bible, mm -hmm. the random page I picked and decided to read even talks about that, which cracks me up because watching it now it's so bad it's so so bad and they talk about it as though this is the most revolutionary groundbreaking amazing television that's ever been made but basically the gist of the page i read is how sliders is unique because this isn't a show where 
there's no ideals driving them. There's no code of ethics that's written for them. They're not wearing uniforms because this is a time when things like Star Trek were, that's all the world was. Yeah. Um, Star Trek like, and X-Files. Shows like Sequest were, were breaking the scene coming on and everything was about we have our code of ethics that drives our life and we have to just, as long as we're true to our code, then everything will be okay. It's basically the gist of the show. And then you get these people who are just like, oh crap, we're <laughs> on the wrong world and we need to get home. And like every episode throughout the show is kind of like, they slide in somewhere. There is no code driving them. There's no like, all right guys, as long as we follow the prime directive and we don't interfere with the world's. No, they're just like, how the crap do we live for the next 20 hours before we slide out? Um, so they'll do literally anything to the point where in this episode, they just pick up guns and go for it, man. Um, they just slide right in and like dive into the world however they want. Sometimes they become like almost the bad guy and sometimes they become men's rights activists. (laughs) My favorite episode, which isn't available online. Surprise. Um, (laughs) They took that down real quick, JP. That is a that is a vortex they did not want to get pulled into in today's world is putting that episode on and letting the discussion start about men's rights activism. Yeah. Well, I, I want to touch on some of the things you're, you're talking about because I've thought about this in, in, in great length. I think the reason why Sliders was so unique was that it was just a bunch of people, a group of people, not necessarily all friends, but they come they become friends with their adventures um, who are just in, in, in weird situations. It's kind of it, like, it's kind of, sorry, but it's kind of like work. Yeah. You become friends with your coworkers because you don't really have a choice. Right. Um, and sometimes you find out that they're amazing, incredible people, and you're so glad that you wound up at that job because you never would have met this person. Yeah. And other times you leave the job and you never speak to them again because the one uniting thing was the fact that you had the same <laughs> job. Um, yeah. So that's kind of sliders in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and I think what's interesting about it and also what's kind of sad about it is sort of the show's undoing. Um, you know, Tracy Torme talked about it about halfway through season two. He said this was supposed to be like a show about social issues. It's supposed to be satirical. It's supposed to be kind of thought-provoking. It's not like an action-adventure show. It's not like a big uh, fantasy. It's They're not going to war with anybody. They're not solving mysteries. You know, they, they do end up doing that sometimes. But that was used, that was kind of, that was kind of sprinkled in to sort of spice up the show. Um, it was supposed to be like, where are we? And how, how do we kind of blend in? Or how do we uh, help solve whatever problems are happening here? And it's, it's supposed to be about like social issues and how they affect our society and what, they, what would it look like if those issues didn't exist or if they were like, you know, amplified or, you know, like, like communism, they, they, they kind of failed a little bit because they didn't really talk about communism at all. <laughs> um, the next one after that, I think was about, it's called My Summer, My Summer of Love. Is it Summer of Love or something? I don't know. But basically it's like, what if, what if uh, hippies were still around, <laughs> you know? And yeah, the, one, mean- the episode we're talking about, that's mysteriously missing. <laughs> they, <laughs> what they did was, and it's my, my favorite episode, it, they switched the power dynamics between men and women. So like m- women were in charge of the world. And at the time, and I think this is why it got taken down, Hillary Clinton was president in that world. And um, 
because men were like sort of now marginalized, Professor Arturo becomes a men's rights activist <laughs> and runs for mayor. Um, it's not, what's interesting is that, I don't know if you read Vox, Matt, it's just like this online publication. Uh, Chuck's familiar with it. Um, but they did an ep- they they decided to talk uh, about the episode for some reason. Oh, I'm sorry, Chuck's not here. <laughs> Let me just leave. Subtle diss. Yeah, they decided Continue. to talk. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> they decided to talk about it for some reason. Um, they didn't quite get it right, and that's some of the thing. They don't quite nail everything. But the, when the when the show started going downhill is when Fox, as Fox usually tends to do with its TV shows. They meddled in it like way too much, and they're like, "No, this needs to be more exciting. It needs more action." So like they started going to like worlds with dinosaurs in them and stuff, and um, a world where like an asteroid was heading toward Earth, um, or where they had to like do heists and stuff, and you know, thing. And, and it got so bad that Tracy Torme and executive producer Robert K. Wise left the show. And so they kind of left this cast on their own with like new people who are basically just doing whatever Fox wanted them to do. And it just got worse and worse until like John Reese Davies was fired, who played Arturo. He, they killed him off halfway through the third season and replaced him with uh, Kari Wurr, who was, you know, like this like Air Force like captain or something. And she was essential because she knew how to use a gun, uh, you know. But that, that's, uh, that's sort of the Sliders experience in a nutshell. What were you gonna say? I feel like I steamrolled you. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But anyway, that's that. That was sort of my interest in the show, was the sort of like the here and now, and the the idea that you're just like, you don't need a starship, you don't need to like know how to fight anybody, you don't need to know how to solve crimes, you just be a person, and like everything you learned in our world. You just it's it's either challenged or, or put to use to help to help other people. This is not something needed, but in a world that is obsessed with reboots, yeah, I do think that sliders because of that reason is a a genius concept that has been totally forgotten. Oh yeah, um, because in the world that we have today with the issues being much more in front of people's face because of the internet and our phones and all that good stuff. Um, this show today could be super profound oh, yeah. and, and fun with the special effects level that we can reach today. Um, because even the vortex, they slide through JP. <laughs> <laughs> it's that such nineties, every computer graphic image thing it's looks just, exactly the same in the nineties. Just a blob. Um, it's, it's just, uh, but, um, but if they brought this show back today, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if anybody would watch it. But if they did, I feel like they could make an incredible show where they deal with these issues and stuff. Because the idea of like, I mean, it's done in all sorts of movies and shows. This isn't a new concept. But the idea of if you change one thing, if you go back and change one instance in history, how does that affect our world? And that was the concept of sliders, is if you go back and changed one moment, whether it's a pivotal moment or just a one day decision, how would that drastically change the entire world around you? And what would it be like if that happened? And they would slide into these places where where that was. And they went to the more obvious action things like 
what if the dinosaurs didn't die? Um, that's <laughs> what, if what there it were vampires? What, what if aliens did show up? Um, that's the stuff that they wound up at, yeah. but their original concept was the, the what if the power dynamics changed? What if you had to spend a day in this person's shoes? What if, right. what if you, everything you cared about was, was the things that were destroying the world? What would you do? What if the one person you love is the one that is ruining the, your, this world's version of you? Like, how would you confront that? Like those subtle changes, yeah. if you did that in a show like today, and put some amazing writers and creators behind it. This this show could blow people away. Yeah, and and they could bring back Jerry O'Connell for for like cameo appearances, and I would be in heaven. So they should make him the Arturo. Yeah, make yes, make him the <laughs> professor. I love it. Bring back Jerry O'Connell as a professor. Yeah, and I hope you're listening, Jerry O'Connell. Please write us, say hi. You liked their tweet. We want to talk. He did. Uh, he, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm positive he name searches himself <laughs> uh, because that's not the only tweet he's, well, he's liked from me. The, so. so, ladies and gentlemen, the title of this episode: Jerry O'Connell, O'Connell Jerry, Jerry O'Connell. That's just going to be our title. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to tag him so many times. Um, yeah. So, I, God, I would love to see it come back, even if. You know, it doesn't even have to be sliders. Just a show about traveling to alternate realities. The concept. And when I when like, I was younger, like JP, you know how much more fun and easy it was to be like, I'm gonna go outside and play sliders <laughs> because it's like I didn't need anything. I could take my TV remote and I was set. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm good to go. Um, yeah, but it it would be great. I, I would love to see it come back in some way. And and it's it seems kind of obvious uh but I, i've seen interviews and stuff where jerry o'connell has said that he's made phone calls because he's actually really interested in the idea uh, and so is john reese davies i have no idea like how they would bring those characters back because what ended up happening to everybody is so like can it can i tell you the fates of all these characters nobody's watching this show jp and even if they wanted to you can't find all the episodes I know. Um, so Arturo gets shot on a world where um, that was being devastated by uh, radioactive asteroid pulsars. You would think it would just be asteroids colliding into Earth. No, it's not. It's like these asteroids that, that like, have like radiation. Whenever they pass Earth, they like incinerate people. And so they're actually developing – they're helping another scientist develop slider technology – to evacuate people. And um, it's the name of the episode is The Exodus, of course. And um, while they're helping everybody evacuate, uh, Arturo gets shot by uh, the villain, Rickman, who kind of becomes the season's villain. They're tracking him world to world and trying to find him. Um, <clears throat> so that's how, that's how uh, John Reese davies leaves. And he gets replaced by Kari Wara, who again plays Captain Maggie Baggett, who's, you know, soldier girl. And then uh, season <laughs> the, the show gets canceled in season three. At the end of season three, the sliders are split up. Remy and Wade go back to Earth, and Maggie and um, Quinn are, are stuck still sliding. They reunite in season four after Sci-Fi picks up the show, and they find out that the sh that Quinn, that our homeworld, Earth Prime, has been invaded by the Cro-Mags. 
which are like an sort of like an alien species. They're supposed to be like an offshoot of the human species on a different world, and they're a species that that's conquered sliding and yeah. And uh, Wade was yeah, taken. They they they. Whoa whoa whoa! Don't pass over that. Like that's <laughs> nothing. Um, their they're genius in concept. Their genius concept is: aren't they from a parallel world? Where evolution took a different course. Yes, yes. So they they're just they, differently evolved humans. They evolved from what's it supposed to be? They evolved Cro-Magnum. from Cro-Mags instead yeah. of what? What is the, the, I'm not, the equivalent? I'm not good at. I, don't know. I, I wasn't, went, I wasn't we taught went, evolution in high we school. We went to Christian school, guys. <laughs> we, don't we, we don't know evolution. <laughs> I don't know science. <laughs> I don't know how evolution works. Help don't me. ask science. <laughs> Um, I loved this show. They could have said whatever they wanted. I didn't know any better. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Instead of Homo sapiens, they came from Cro-Magnons. Is that it? Cro-Magnon man, yeah. I think that's how that works. But uh, basically, what a Cro-Mag human is is like a person with no hair and pointy teeth, and they like to eat human eyeballs, and they're just sort of naturally fascist, as one does. Yeah. And uh, so they, they invaded our home world, and they, what they did was they, they kidnapped Wade and sent her to a breeding camp. <laughs> so that's how Wade got ridden off the show. And it's awful. But she comes back in season five, not played by the actress, and her head is like in a jar, and she can create portals. It's awful. It's so bad. It's terrible. And then... And then Jerry O'Connell left after season four. And what they did was... So let's, let's be clear. It was a wise decision. <laughs> yeah. Jerry O'Connell, we support your decision to get off that show. Well, and what... we were fans of the show. But continue. <laughs> what had happened is Jerry O'Connell wanted to be more involved behind the scenes. He wanted to be an ex... He, first, 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 he wanted to bring uh, his brother onto the show. And he did that. He brought in Charlie O'Connell, who played his, who played his brother... And the show, Colin, uh, because you find out that Quinn is actually not from Earth Prime. He's from a different parallel universe, and he has a brother. And they go look for him, and he's actually on Amish World. <laughs> I forgot about Amish World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened to the show? Um, oh, it's, it's, it's sad. Anyway, so uh, going into season five, there's this new villain called Dr. Geiger, and he sort of unstuck. He 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 tried to to develop sliding technology, and it caused him to be unstuck, which I guess split him up into multiple worlds. And so he has to anchor himself on this one world, and he's tracking the sliders somehow. And he 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 tracks one of their wormholes, and he disrupts everything. And he he merges uh, a fraternal double of Quinn Mallory with Jerry O'Connell Quinn Mallory, and so they're fused together into the same into this horrible body horror version so like quinn is inside a different actor now and then charlie O'Con- this this is actually the funny part how they got rid of charlie o'connell colin quinn's, quinn's brother he's just stuck in a wormhole unless you as a listener fall into the belief that any of this is is actually creatively played out throughout the show no, it is all lazy writing excuses to throw off our cast members. <laughs> it's as bad as it sounds. Guys. Yeah. It's as bad as it sounds. Um, and so, yeah, so Colin is stuck 
sliding for eternity in a wormhole. That's how they wrote him off. Um, and then Jerry O'Connell is stuck inside another actor. That's how they wrote him off. And so the only person who stayed throughout all every single season of Sliders was Remy. <laughs> <laughs> a character whose reason for being is yet to be determined. Clevin Derrick's just one. glad to be here. Just glad to be here. <laughs> the only one that stays and that and you know if 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 you watch the show and you're like wow this is getting kind of ridiculous all this action stuff early on once it gets to season four and five woof it gets really ridiculous it becomes it, it stops being about social issues and it starts being like just yeah it's like summer blockbuster fair basically because they're trying to figure out a way to defeat the crow mags. That's, that's that that becomes the whole premise of the show. Is yes, it's aliens. summer blockbuster fair, except it's Matthew Broderick Godzilla is <laughs> yeah. what it is. It's it, not. It was the nineties. It's, it's not okay. Nineties summer <laughs> blockbuster fair, and you know they were definitely like touching on things that were being covered in other movies and stuff. It was like, oh well, there's uh, like even in season three, it's like Anaconda was coming out. So they did an episode about snakes, <laughs> Snake World. Um. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my that's my darling TV show Sliders. That's, and I, I'm 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 glad you and, watched the pilot, Matt. I'm actually excited that we we got to do that. And guys, JP did no research for this episode. He's so obsessed with this show that is all knowledge just spilled out from years of loving this this franchise. This episode is still so much fun to watch, but it's for a totally different reason than when I originally saw it. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But it's still, it was so much fun to watch this this show and to revisit this, like, it's almost like the the childhood wonder phase of television. Yeah. When it was like, guys, we can do this. Let's make it. And, like, they put this show out. And so many shows from that time are, are the shows that we, to this day, are, we're only seeing... What we watch today on TV is the result of what happened then on television. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas that was like the groundbreaking phase of we're moving from the old television, from the shows like Twilight Zone, mm -hmm. to a modern era where we can do stuff with special effects and science fiction that wasn't done before. So we can take like a Twilight Zone concept where we have these weird, odd changes to reality and how does that affect everything. And we can turn it into a sci-fi action show about a group of people sliding into infinite universes through wormholes and um, with gadgets and timers and weapons. And like it was a groundbreaking phase in TV. And then today we have kind of the I would argue we're kind of reaching the age of like perfecting television kind where of. we have shows we have shows that are better than going to the movies nowadays. Yeah. Um, but it's all the result of this era where they were pushing what they could do on TV and how much they could spend and what mm -hmm. effects could be used on television and what kind of writing and issues we could confront. Like, I feel like television's always been a place like Star Trek, the original series is like known for pushing the envelope with social issues. Right. Um, so television's always been kind of the place where people could try that out mm -hmm. and see what happens if we mess with this issue and, and put it on TV. 
whereas movies, there's such a huge budget and stuff involved that movies have to be much more defined in what they're doing, where TV got to kind of play with it and see what happens. Right. Um, and what we're seeing today now is TV's reached a point where now we can, all those times we push the envelope, push the budget, we saw how far we could go with story because of the format of having episodes to go with instead of a two-hour span. Now they're like, oh, plus we have the multi-million, million, million dollar budget and we can do it on a level that's on par with the, the movie you went to go see in the theater. Right. Um, which is ultimately leads to things like Game of Thrones that just yeah. like blow away everything on how how they do it. Which this final season is going to be intense because everyone's saying like every episode is like a movie basically. Yeah. So. Can I just randomly say what I would love to see after Game of Thrones? Because you know they're out there going like, what? What do we do next? Like when Game of Thrones is over, where do we go? How awesome, JP, from a literature point of view. Let's push out like the religion side of it and go with the literature side. How awesome would an Old Testament show by the Game of Thrones people be? <laughs> like, <laughs> I would love to see that. Like a, a Bible, Old Testament, but done by the Game of Thrones yeah. people. That'd um, be cool. It'd be insane. Uh, but anyways, that's my side note. That's what I've been thinking about when I watch it. Whenever I see Game of Thrones, I'm like, oh, it's sad. It's going to be over. What's going to happen now? Um, yeah, like, whew, I'd love to see it. Um, but anyway, back to sliders and how it changed our lives forever. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it sort of, for me, it kind of opened me up to the world of like speculative fiction, you know, which isn't quite science fiction, but it does have an, a degree to it. And uh, just the idea of exploring parallel worlds. I mean, there are shows like that. Like, um, it was that show on Amazon Prime, uh, Man in the High Castle, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, where it mm -hmm. takes place in a world where the Nazis won World War II and the U.S. was conquered. Um, so there's there's bits of it here and there where, you know, the the premise is, is kind of explored. Well, and um, I mean, I mean, you can't, you can't ignore things like The Flash and yeah. how... Flash is dealing with the multiverse and how the multiverse is basically sliders. He just yeah. runs to it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying they ripped off sliders because the comics and stuff no. have been around. But my point is like um, the concept we see so much nowadays because they can do things they never could before that sliders when you watch it now seems like such a almost outdated pointless show. Like yeah. why would you even do this? Whereas I'm like, no, I would love to see this show done today with the kind of writing and special effects we have on television did, today. Did I ever send you the uh, the Funny or Die video that they made the the fake Sliders Kickstarter reboot with Jerry O'Connell in it? No. <laughs> you withheld this from me. I could have sworn I sent it. It came out a while ago because it came out when like everything was starting to be rebooted. So they made this video where a portal opens and then Jerry O'Connell comes out of it and he kind of makes a case for bringing back Sliders. <laughs> uh, that's great. We would love to see it. We, I actually, I mean, I just really found out. To see I it. just, I just saw the trailer for the Roswell reboot yesterday. Yeah, I don't know why. But... <laughs> and that, that was that. By the way, uh, Amblin's big idea, Steven Spielberg. That's that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to bring back Roswell. Roswell. <laughs> why, like? It mm. wasn't that popular. I, no, I did, it started I, I did, I did, off. It I did, started off really strong, but it did not. 
it fizzled it out. It only lasted for like a couple of years. I don't Sliders get it. lasted longer. It was brought back. I'm gonna assume I'm gonna assume they see something in it that we don't and the new show's just gonna be totally different, but I don't I see so. the new show lasting very long either. I yeah. see it being a definite flash in the pan. I mean they brought back tomorrow people. That didn't last. <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez. Um Yeah. They, just, uh, yeah. Yeah, just they brought back MacGyver. MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear me? They brought back MacGyver. Just bring, bring back sliders. These people aren't doing anything. I mean, yeah. Jerry O'Connell is enjoying his life. He's yeah, he, he he's living he's like living he's his best life. It. He does seem like he's enjoying it a lot. He really <laughs> he really does. That video that we watched. I I he, found a video. <laughs> Apparently, he, so Jerry O'Connell. If you're if you're not familiar with daytime television, uh, there's a show called Wendy Williams. You saying you sounded like you just are you're talking to Jerry O'Connell and you just said if he's not familiar no, with daytime television. I'm talking to my audience right now. <laughs> if you're not familiar with daytime television, there's a show called Wendy Williams, hosted by the a woman named Wendy Williams. It's quite a, kind of like an Oprah type show, um, and uh, sometimes she can't she can't always be there, um, so Jerry O'Connell fills in for her, and it's like it the first time I saw Jerry O'Connell host a daytime television show that's supposed to be like high energy and funny and weird and wacky and gossipy uh, was the most jarring experience of my life. It was yeah, like it, sliding into an alternate universe. It felt universe. like we slid. I was going to say that. It felt like we slid into an alternate universe. See, sliders exist in a world where it's the Berenstain Bears. Yeah. And Jerry O'Connell hosting daytime is this Berenstain Bears world <laughs> that I'm not quite sure how I feel about yet. But. And what's, what's funny is years ago, like, you know, I, I, I try to keep tabs on the actors and, like, see what they're doing and know that they're okay because, you know, sliders are such a turned out being such a bad experience for them. And I, Jerry O'Connell was one of my favorite actors as a kid. And he was in a lot of things. And I'm like, is he, is he okay? Like, is he, is he like one of those washed up actors? You know, he can't get any work. Turns out he married Rebecca Romaine. Um, and he hosts daytime television and he, he directs television. He's fine. He's fine. He got, he got his Botox on. You He's could, doing say- you could say it turns out he is succeeding where John Stamos failed. Yeah. <laughs> he married his ex-wife. Hey, <laughs> they brought back Full House. They could bring back Sliders. Bring it back. Anyway, so that's that's. Uh, I think that's all we have to say about uh, Sliders today. Um, oh, no, there's so much more to say, but that's <laughs> probably all we should say. I feel like we... We have um, alienated 99% of our audience as it is in this discussion. I, I told them to watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. If you're if you're bored with this episode, go watch that and then come back and listen. Maybe it'll help some. Or, yeah, go, <laughs> go watch the episode and uh, leave us a comment. Tell us what you think, if you liked it or, or maybe you, you liked it so much you're going to watch all the, the first three, the only three seasons that are on Hulu. That they're, only they're, three half seasons on. There's random episodes missing. Yeah, but you can watch most of the first three seasons on Hulu. They're also all available on Blu-ray. So if you want to go for the gold and get every single and own every single episode, just just hook up that Amazon. And if you want to send them to JP, his life will be complete. <laughs> That'd be great if, <laughs> if like people had a, if they're listening to this on speakers and Alexa's on. Alexa, add sliders to wish list. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that because mine will order it. 
<laughs> it's just orders orders seasons one through five of sliders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's all the time we have this week. Uh, unfortunately, Father Chuck couldn't be here. I, I, I think I feel this feels strategic, by the way. Yeah, I, I think he skipped out on purpose. <laughs> I, um, the the running joke amongst us was that he wouldn't tell us if he's going to actually watch the episode or not yeah. to begin with. He's like, I may watch it. I might not watch it. You won't know. We'll just talk and see what happens. Um, I guess he didn't watch I think, it. I think he didn't watch it and he bailed <laughs> out on the episode. <laughs> he just ran from us. He says he yeah. dropped his phone in the lake. I think he threw his phone in the lake. <laughs> I think he was trying to watch an episode, trying to watch the episode. He clicked play and was like, what? What is it? it? Threw his phone out into the lake. As soon as that wormhole got big and traveled outside of Quinn's basement, he just chucked his phone into the lake. That I I'm not watching this anymore. I love that image of him stand walking, walking by the lake, watching the episode. And when it comes, he's like, "Oh come on!" And throws his phone out into the water. Oh, <laughs> uh, Matt, thank you so much for 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 joining me today and watching uh, sliders and talking about sliders with me. Oh, any any time. I we we're gonna have to revisit some other shows. Oh, definitely. See, I feel like we needed Chuck here to make the discussion a little deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So, um, thank you for listening to the episode, and uh, come around for the next one because we're not always so like um, alienating from our audience. <laughs> we we usually um you you feel like you're talking with us. Right now, you just feel like you're eavesdropping on our conversation about our. <laughs> childhood pretty much uh, but yeah no it's uh it's good good stuff i um I, I i definitely will be randomly clicking play on a few other episodes just to laugh at good um, good because we're because we're not done we're, we're gonna we're gonna revisit some episodes in the future but guys this is inside what else i will say in sliders defense because we've made a lot of fun about it too but i did used to love this show and i still think that the concept is great like I said, one show that I'm actually like, yeah, reboot this. And I'm totally tired of reboots, but I would love to see this one brought back. I really would. Yeah. Um, but one thing I will say in its defense is there's a lot of great, great, great television from that time mm -hmm. that when you go back and watch it now, it's hard to get through. <laughs> if you have any doubt in that, let's just once again take a moment to pause and reflect upon one of the greatest creations ever in in cinematic or television history, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Amen. Um, and go back and try and watch season one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's let me let me ask let me ask you this. It's a rough watch, guys. What do you, what do you think is a, was is is a? I'm trying to think how to rate this. What do you think is a worse watch, uh, the Sliders pilot or the Buffy pilot? Oh man, that's hard. <laughs> it really is because I know you've seen I, the Buffy pilot probably as many times as I have. Yeah, and especially, but I didn't really realize it, JP, until the day I finally, finally, finally talked my wife into sitting down to watch an episode of Buffy. And I clicked play, and that was the first time that I was really like, oh, wow, this is hard to get through. <laughs> I'm like, I am so sorry. Um, I hope that you'll keep watching because it is a great show, but it's rough. <laughs> it's really rough. Um, I don't know. I actually feel like 
I think I think like Buffy this is, is an easier watch. It's it's better written. It's more focused. It's it's better structured. Buffy Sliders is, is all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, Buffy but is. I but I actually feel like this is an easier watch. Um, Sliders. Yeah, the pilot episode of Sliders I actually feels an easier watch than the pilot episode of Buffy. It's not better, um, but I feel like that's what it has going for it because now it's more fun. Because the moments that are drawn out and really boring, JP, in this pilot episode are funny and you're kind of laughing at it. So you're enjoying that aspect of it, too. Whereas Buffy was um, it's a lot harder to get through the slow moments of Buffy because it's dramatic. So like the roughest parts of the pilot and Buffy are the drama and Mm -hmm. drama is hard to get through when it's boring JV because there's nothing to even like laugh at it. Yeah. Especially those those first two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's rough, but, (laughs) um, but Buffy, you have no excuse for not watching every single episode of, well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, where we're going to post some new episodes, some other videos and stuff. And, um, Keep listening, and we're going to keep making stuff. Please keep listening. Don't let this episode scare you away. Please keep listening. (laughs) And we need people, JP. Quit trying to hang up on me. We we need people to to rate and review. It's been a long time since we've asked a favor. Um, We need rating and reviewing because that's how, for whatever reason, these podcasts and stuff has something to do with when you rate and review. Even if you hate us, go rate and review that anyway. Yeah. Um, we can use constructive criticism. We're not afraid. That's of it. like the only thing that makes us bump up on the search thing. Like, yeah. is if people are rating and reviewing, um, so other people can accidentally stumble upon it. Yeah. Um, which is great. So do that. Go rate and review. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful week and good journey. Good journey. Thank you.